Yet the CFL is unfairly maligned for lack of loyalty and player turnover. We saw it with the NFL last year in the quarterback carousel. Now the NHL, when you sit back and watch the games, no matter the league, you get over it pretty quickly, don't you? You do, but you still don't have that identity with the players. Like Players that bounce around from team to team to team to team to team don't have an identity and don't build that real core fan base. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show. It's Hour 2, coming at you on Game Plus Television. We're also live streaming on YouTube. Maybe you're listening at your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for that. Or on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM, the key. Metro Atlanta, it is uh, game day. Roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. We're live from the... Hilton West Palm Beach. Joey Yawks with us from the Liberty Flames, a CFL veteran, the son of CFL great Ray Yawk, Liberty Flames broadcaster, former assistant coach. We're still going to talk about this game, but I promised Joey that we would talk about uh, hockey as well. Oh, hockey? You're not joking. You, you're a Jets. Maybe we should start. We're very big in Winnipeg, where we're carried on Bell MTS Cable on Game Plus Television. You're a Jets fan. That doesn't ever leave you, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was in Winnipeg there when I was eight, and so, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, and then uh, we moved to D.C. when I was twelve. So I always loved the Jets, and then the Washington Capitals. And then I was telling you guys a story earlier that my brother played uh, college football at the University of North Dakota, and his college roommate who played with him at North Dakota was the great Mark Chipman who brought the Jets back to Winnipeg. He sure did. And uh, so, yeah, the Chipman, Chipman and the Yacht family all all grew up together. And then my brother met him. My brother was the best man at his wedding. He was the best man in my brother's wedding. And so uh, old Mark Chipman is is a classic. My brother still talks to him all the time. Yes. He just, uh, just a nice man. Great guy. A very, very Love smart Chipman. man. I've been around him. Uh, he did some work with the Humboldt Broncos after the bus crash, as did I. Got to know him through that. Just a really good guy. So Love how about Joey. that? All the synergies. Yeah. Now, yeah. Joey played in the CFL with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Montreal Alouettes. There have been questions come in regarding your brothers. Yes. What was their yeah. their yeah. acumen, football acumen? Yeah, so my brother, my brother uh, Jeff, like I said, played at North Dakota, and then my brother John played at South Dakota State. And then my brother Jim <laughs> and I played together at the University of North Carolina. We were, we were Tar Heels. And then Jim went up and played in Edmonton, Calgary, and Hamilton. And so we actually played together for two years in, uh, in Hamilton. And so, uh, yeah, definitely uh, Jeff, John, Jim, and Joey. I mean, Your poor mom. Yeah. And the, I'm going to tell you this right now, Rod. Yeah. I, just, I can only give you facts. Okay, I can just give you facts. Oh, I, I would hope. And in Winnipeg, Edmonton, Alberta, Winnipeg, Manitoba, the Yawk brothers – were undefeated in backyard football. You can bring them in How from wherever, whatever street the other kids want to come from. They bring the tough kids in. They bring whoever they want to bring in. The Yacht brothers never lost a game. That was your game. Football. Yeah. And now it's pickleball. And now it's pickleball. I love it. <laughs> you're like the Sutter brothers of, uh, Sutter of brother. football, yeah. right? But when I say your poor mom, as I mind, we're three boys yeah. in my family trying to remember all those names yeah. and starting with a J, but I guess yeah, that my was... mom would do that. Jeff, get up. I mean, Jimmy. <laughs> John, exactly. Um, man, this is a fun interview. I appreciate you coming down. Yeah, absolutely. So, Liberty Toledo tonight, roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl, ESPN and US, TSN2 in Canada. I'll say it again. Ken Austin was the offensive coordinator, I think, since 2019. Yeah. And up until last week ish, two weeks ago, he and Hugh Freeze bolted to go 
to Auburn. So Josh Aldridge will coach the game tonight. He's listed yep. as the head coach, I would assume. Yeah. Is there a uh, – and, and guess what? Josh Aldridge, after this game, is leaving to go to join Hugh Freeze's staff in Auburn. Wow. Yeah. So can we – I take a couple of minutes to explain yep. this, and then I will, trust me, let you talk hockey because I want to get your takes. <laughs> How this has all changed, because my football coach buddies, of which there are a ton of them down here, they're like, Brad – the hiring process has all been moved up. This, yeah. these would, they wouldn't switch schools until the new year for sure. Right. Transfer so portal you, has done it. Transfer yeah, so portal has really Can done you explain that. that to a dumb Canadian that wouldn't Yeah, uh, so they, they changed the rules in the NCAA where, where you can go into the transfer portal one time with no – before, you'd have to sit out a year. You, you couldn't you, – two years if you were within conference, I believe that's what it was, and then a year if you were out of conference. And now they said, no, it's a wild west. If you want, if a, if a coach can leave, which if a coach can leave in a year and go somewhere else and coach, and why can't a player? And so they allow the players to go in the transfer portal. Well, you got to have the transfer portal opened up about two weeks ago, right at the end of the season. Right at the end of the season, the regular season opens up. And so what happens is you, your coach leaves, you fire your coach, whatever. you got to get the next guy in place before the transfer portal opens up, because if you don't, then everybody starts transferring and the good players who are transferring in are not going to transfer to a school that doesn't have their coach in place. So it really puts the, it puts the kids, the coaches, everybody in a real difficult position. But then the bowl season is just, what is it? I mean, there's yeah. 42 games. What's the importance of it? What is the message it sends? You know, I'm, I'm on the opposite end of that. I, I think these kids love it. It matters to them. They'll show up tonight. Like, you look at this Liberty-Toledo game. This is going to be a really good football game. I mean, these are two. Liberty beat Arkansas. Liberty beat BYU. They took Wake Forest to, the, to a two-point conversion to win the game. Uh, didn't get it and lost by one point. Uh, Virginia Tech lost to them 21-19. So, I mean, they played a tough schedule. It's good football. And Toledo, champions of the MAC Conference. So, I mean, this is going to be a good football game. And you look at Liberty, they have a bad taste in their mouth from the loss against New Mexico State when Hugh Freeze, they found out two hours before the game that he's leaving. Um, they want to prove something. So they, they feel as if, like, they've got a really good foot and they want to prove something. And so you're going to see um, uh, uh, Coach Kalanakis is the new offensive coordinator. He coached Lamar Jackson at Louisville, um, coach Colin Kaepernick when he was at Nevada. And so he has experience in, as an offensive coordinator, experience as a coach to be able to change a few things up here tonight and hopefully put on a pretty good show. Well, what I love about it, and I knew it was going to be a great game. You don't generally get to a bowl game unless you're decent. These are two teams with winning records. But being around the hotel here, the guys have their Liberty tracksuits with a Boca Bowl patch on yes. them. It's got a great cap feel. And the yeah. band is here. I saw you saying hey to yeah. some of them, right? Like yeah. so the pageantry, all the pomp and circus. Yeah. It's like a it's like a great cup. Yeah, they do really do it right. Last night yeah. they had the band in the main area there and then the restaurant with all the you know, everybody's the fans traveled well. And so it, it's it it's gonna be a re I got a feeling this is gonna be a really good football game. So we got it. So from our viewers, Jeff the Stamps fan says, "Is this the son of Ray?" Indeed, it is. <laughs> from Jack Fulton in Alberta, Joey is an outstanding interview. Love it. Yes, absolutely, it is. From Craig, our director of scouting, says, "Yawk family, amazing." <laughs> Love uh, it. So yeah, there's uh, they're loving the chat here. Uh, 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 from JT, he says, "I'm loving the background. No snow." There it is. No snow, casual wear weather. You, we should mention this. Joey played in the CFL in the 90s for six seasons. You got to Lynchburg, Virginia to coach Liberty. How? Yeah, so um, my wife's from Lynchburg, 
And so we got married, and I knew uh, Sam Ritigliano was the head coach. I was, was an NFL coach of the year at the Cleveland Browns and took the job at Liberty to help build the program. And uh, Sam hired me on and coached two years, uh, two years with him. And then we decided, decided to get out of coaching after that and start getting the mortgage business. And, um, and then we raised our family right there in Lynchburg. Population of Lynchburg is what? No, it's probably Lynchburg surrounding areas, about 250,000 people. So for the mortgage business, it would be a good one? Yeah, it's very good. good it's, well, with yeah. Liberty University there, it's very, you know, there's, there's, it's really the driver behind everything. And so they, they you know, supply a lot of jobs. And it's, it's, it's a good economically. It's never as high, but it's never as low. So it's, and it's a beautiful. It's right in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And it's mm. as pretty as pretty can get. You get all four seasons beautifully. And, and uh, we, we absolutely, it's a great place to live. Great so for live. all the sports fans in Canada watching that know the Yawk family, life is great for Joey Yawk. And his <laughs> dad's is. doing great. We just got to get him into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Amen so, to that yes, one. Yes. So who's ever on that committee or whoever is a Hall of Famer, man, that would that would go a long the way. The CFL decides that now. That's, yeah. a, that's a conversation for another time. So get on them, Rod. Yeah, I'm, trust, I'm on them every day. Personal mission. I'm on them every day. I don't know whether they like it or not, but you know what I mean. So to the National Hockey League, because uh, what we generally do here in the RP show is hour one, we talk about last night's games. Hour two, we tee up tonight's games. So there are three, six, eight games tonight, including the Winnipeg Jets at home to the Ottawa Senators. You mentioned you're a Washington Capitals fan. Uh, they beat detroit last night but ovi did not score yeah ovi's been yeah so did you oh think he was gonna do it and i guess he hasn't yeah, done it yet hasn't done but, it yeah but i think man when you what he's at 20 goals 21 in the last i mean it was there. he's it, on fire it, yeah, yeah he's on fire and and you know he you know he, he they got him now where they, they he doesn't have to play a ton and he's older but he can pick his spots you know and, like, and you know in, in hockey like most of this stuff is the way the game's geared now is that it's all about the power play you know, mm-hmm. so like scoring on the power play is just is just so big, and so and that's Ovi's specialty. You know, so I mean, he he tees it up, and you give him a one timer. Um, you know, he's gonna put it in the back of the net. So yeah, I, I you never thought in a million years it was gonna happen, but it, it looks. I I think, it, I think he's got a good shot at it. I think it's gonna happen. Well, I think any of us that have some graying hair yeah. that profess to be athletes are rooting for a guy. Yeah, everybody's gonna root for. Him. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? The thing is, like, so when you look at Gretzky and and what he did and everything, but and just the just the sheer size of the man. He's thick. I mean, he's, he's big, thick, yeah. and I mean, he'll. He, Gretzky wasn't putting putting hands on anybody, right? Like Ovi, you, you don't. You, that's a guy you don't want to mess with. I mean, he's thick, strong. Just, just the oh, and I, I really think he's got a, he's got a legitimate shot at this thing. Well, I think it's awesome that you're doing the Liberty thing. You're doing some North Carolina broadcasting. You're doing mortgages you got a family where do you find time to follow this stuff <laughs> yeah honestly well you know what my pickleball league i got a bunch of canadians yeah, you're running a pickleball yeah, running a pickleball and the ceo and head barkeep of my pickleball league and uh we got a lot of canadians and we got canadians got coming mike morrison john schubert jared smith so we were we were up watching the uh they're big lease fans so they they, they live eat and sleep and die uh toronto maple Leafs. and so we we're uh we had our we had our pickleball christmas party the other night, and at the Christmas party, uh, we have a band, the Pickle Boys, that's made up of the members of the Pickleball League. Is that awards night, too? or? Well, no, the awards night's at the Champions Dinner. That's in the summer. Oh, and I The Champions you. Dinner, we all have blue blazers we wear and uh, to the Champions Dinner. And uh, no, but so the Pickle Boys play. They hit, a, they hit a home run with Hotel California. Absolute home run. Dougie, 71 years old, on the drums, killed Dougie it. Dougie Fresh? Yeah, Dougie Fresh. He killed it. 
killed on the drums. And I then, was listening. Yeah, Joey. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a big deal. And then after the party was over, the boys and I sat around and uh, and uh, had a couple couple more pops and watched watched the Leafs game. <laughs> it's good times. Good uh, times. BW is watching in Edmonton and says, "Talk about the Liberty Flames hockey team." Oh they're yeah, great. that's a great. They're yes. great on social media. He yes, says. great. Liberty Flames hockey team is uh, uh, high. Well, not to the Canadians, I would say, but in America, it is club hockey that is very. They bring in a bunch of Canadian players. The guy who's the head coach, a good friend of mine by the name of Kirk Handy, and uh, Liberty is a great hockey school. They pack out the arena. They have their own. They have their own ice on campus. Their own arena on campus. It's a beautiful arena. Everything. And they have a beautiful arena. They got, I mean, I mean, Rob, they got, they got stinking suites in the thing. There's the, the, the college club hockey team has suites in their arena, and you can rent out the suite or you can own the suite. And, and their their hockey team has made it to the final four, you know, more five, probably five or six times. To be honest, I feel that hockey gets a bad rap in the U.S. simply because Canadians think it doesn't exist. And here, you're going to be at yeah. FAU tonight. Have you been that stadium before? I have not. It's my first time Well, there. the hockey rink is in Coral Springs where the Florida Panthers practice, but they jam it, jam it. Yes. I go to the games, and you can't find a place to sit down at FAU hockey games. So Canadians would never believe it, but it's a thing. John in Winnipeg, John Ohm is his name. He says, your brother Jeff Yawk is the owner of the Cedar Rapids Rough yes, Riders of the United States hockey. hockey. Yes. I like how John acts like you wouldn't know that. Yeah, yeah. No, well, know. well, he's not exactly correct on that one. The Jeff Yawk was the president. He wasn't the owner of the oh, Cedar Rapids no. Rough Riders, but um, he was the president for a few years. And he had a uh, he had another. There was Mark Chipman. This is how crazy this is. There was Mark Chipman, who was his roommate. Well, he had another buddy named Mark Sadeo. Mm-hmm. And Mark Sedale is the owner of the uh, Cedar Rapids Rough Riders, and he hired my brother Jeff to become president of the team. So he did that. He did that for probably three or four years. I follow up pretty closely, believe it or not, the Cedar Rapids team. I didn't know that your brother was the president, but yeah. their colors are green, white, and black, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they have beautiful logo. Yeah, I get it. Hey, we only got two minutes left with Joey Yawk, and I don't think it's time to get into this. But Dan in Saskatoon says the NCAA needs to put restrictions on NIL money, name, image, likeness. It benefits the schools with rich boosters like Texas, Texas A&M, Alabama, and USC. This has gotten terribly out of control. It's I gotten feel. out of control. Yeah. yeah, it's gotten out of control, and it, it, it's. But at the same time, you know, like they're getting, they're gobbling up the best players. You look at it. I'm a Carolina guy. Drake May is going to be the front runner to win the Heisman Trophy next year. Okay, so he'll be right near the top. He'll be in the top three. Well, he had schools come in and offer him millions of dollars in order to transfer. Well. Carolina had to come up with a well, – Carolina's got pretty deep pockets there at that university, but they had to come up with a nice hunk of money just to be able to get them to stay. And so, yes, you're right. The best players are getting go- going to get gobbled up by, by the big schools. And so it is, it's the Wild West right now, yeah. and they need, to put some, <laughs> they need to put some restrictions on it. I don't feel like they saw this coming. They should have no. known, yeah. but they – Too much yeah. money, and in U.S. NCAA college football – there is so much money, and there's so many people that want to be a part of the programs in order to help them. They, they can raise incredible amounts of money to be able to give to the players. Well, this has been fantastic, and uh, 
one full hour. We were not long on things to talk about. Uh, we, we, we didn't even scratch the surface. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, Joe, Rod, Rod, this is a great show. I tell, I, I, mean, I tell you what, if you the folks out there who are tuning in, you this is a I'm looking around the setup here and listening to Rod and, and I mean this is a great show. I, I love appreciate it. it. We I love it. it. We great love to doing be on. it, man. Because of great guys like you. And you, good luck tonight. You're coming through Lynchburg, I'll let me know. It. Absolutely. Let's see it. Go Flames. Serena joins us next as we will talk hockey and what they they said go birds. I think there's <laughs> some uh, Toledo fans here. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live and WQEE 99.1 FM. <laughs> Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the RP Show. It's hour two. Going to change things up a little bit. Not going to be any less fun, but we welcome to the broadcast our hockey analyst, Serena Taylor, with a whole lot to uh, discuss there. And again, the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl goes tonight. And look, I think we can just calm down here. It was a little frantic getting set up initially and then making Joey Yawk feel at home. Uh, he was really, he was a tough nut to crack, wasn't he, to make him feel comfortable? He's definitely very comfortable on the mic. He was a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, he was. Uh, so, hey, let me ask you about this. You've been in America for like 15 years. These bowl games, you know, we are going to get to hockey, but... This is exciting stuff, man. Always. College college football is yeah. so big. And I don't think people really understand that there's stadiums in this country that hold 100,000 people. And they I, go. They fill it. Yeah. It's important to them. Well, it's about 35,000 uh, tonight at Schnellenberger Stadium. And we'll be there. Although Joey put a bit of a damper on things by saying there's an 80% chance of rain tonight. But whatever. I'll be there in the stands having fun. Now, I, as I switch gears here and just mentally dial our viewers and listeners in, the, uh, we're going to talk some hockey here probably the rest of the way. 902-518-3033, the number to text us here. If you're watching on YouTube, you can write in the comments there. Um, just to briefly recap what happened last night, and I don't know if you have any takes on that. We mentioned there are eight games tonight. Mike Hoffman scored in overtime. The Montreal Canadiens won 3-2 at Arizona. You didn't watch any of the highlights of these games, did you? Not. I haven't had the chance. Okay. Do you feel, though, that the furor of playing in 5,000-seat mullet arena in Tempe, Arizona, and not even filling that, has kind of died down? We're not hearing as much about that as we were. Potentially, I think it's just that no one has ever cared about <laughs> hockey in Arizona. I don't think right. they're going to start now. Oh, okay, then I feel like Canadians have gotten over it, and it's just let's just play hockey. You know what I mean? Because you just you're not hearing anything about it. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it in a long time. Yeah. 
Um, Jordan Cairo scored three times on Monday night and added a helper. The St. Louis Blues stung the Canucks 5-1 in Vancouver. The Oilers fell 4-3 in overtime at Nashville. Alexander Carrier scored at 2-12 of overtime. The Oilers have lost three in a row. Somewhat rhetorical question here, but you know in Edmonton they're saying today what's wrong with the Oilers. Want to take a swing at that? Oh, well... I honestly didn't watch the highlights because when I saw the score, if Edmonton loses, I just don't watch the highlights. I don't. I don't really get to stay up and watch the Oilers games because a lot of times they don't start till like 9 p.m. on the East Coast here. But it always goes back to the same thing with the Oilers is the goaltending. We talked about this the other day. There's always been a disconnect in the goaltending. It's always going to be like that until we get a stud. But I really don't think there's that many strong goaltenders left in the league. And none of them are going to be available at any point in time if they do come up. Well, uh, I thought Jack Campbell was fine last night. I, I was thinking of orders fans when there was the shot that pinballed in from the point. Jack Campbell didn't see it. Stuart Skinner signed the uh, extension yesterday. It was at three years, $2.6 million per can I just ask you this before I move on? How you feel about a two-goalie rotation in the crease? I mean, I'm basically okay with it if you win. Uh, we're looking at Tampa Bay, who's been in the three straight Stanley Cup finals with a guy that's played every single minute for three straight years. That's the best example on that end. But I also think if one guy's struggling, throw the other guy in and you can win games. I'm not opposed to a two-goalie rotation for any team, let alone the Edmonton Oilers? I think personally, from a psychological standpoint, which goalies are definitely very psychologically and mindset-driven, I think it's better to stay with one guy. If you have a starting goaltender and you have a backup goaltender waiting in the wings that desperately wants to play, it's like a quarterbacks in the CFL, the NFL. They don't go back and forth. They play their starting quarterback. And because that, uh, that guy needs to know he's got some competition behind him. If these goaltenders know that they're probably going to play maybe every other game, ever, what have they got to prove? Who cares? I, I stand by the quarterback situation. I stand by you start your starter and you have a starter. And then if something happens, you go to your backup. Well, I've always had that mentality. And it was if you have two goalies or two quarterbacks, you don't have one. But I realized when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, when Carson Wentz went down and Nick Foles came in and won it for them, it's not so bad to have two quality guys, two quality starting guys. And I'd like to think that the orders have that. I mean, if that's the way they move forward, are you okay with it, that those two being Campbell and Skinner? Really, who else is there? I think that's why a lot of teams, when you have a guy like Vasilevsky, you're going to play him every time because he's Vasilevsky, just like Brodeur. You're going to play Brodeur every time. But I don't think that one of the Oiler goaltenders is standing out more than the other. So that's my guess as to why they're playing them where they are. And let's see who kind of – it's like the World Juniors. You kind of go see what's going to happen with these guys and see who comes out on the top. We uh, welcome all your comments, everybody, on whatever – we're discussing um, from John Ohm in Winnipeg. He says, with these back-to-back games in the NHL, you need a two-goalie rotation. Because they, they skate a lot? Do you really? 
come on, John. Uh, you think that they do. You're not going to get gonged anymore with comments. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Uh, Kelly Rudy and I have talked about that, and he's like, those guys used to play back-to-back nights all the time. They used to play back-to-back nights in the playoffs. Where, how long did Brodeur play without having a day off? Yeah, so they think they need two goalies because of back-to-back nights, but they don't actually. From BW and Edmonton, he says, Arizona has definitely cut costs in Mullet Arena. What does that mean? I don't understand what you mean by that. They're doing it until they get a new arena, if they even... Are they getting a new arena? Arizona? Do you believe that? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Um, I'm asking. (laughs) I'm not going to say who he gave it He probably just means that it's like driving a $1,000 car versus a $50,000 car. From BW also says the orders are in a holding pattern until Evander Kane comes back. This is going to backfire. No room on the salary cap to make a big shakeup. They shouldn't necessarily have to. I'm watching the orders last night at Nashville. I watched it, and I thought exactly that. They're just trying to hold the fort until Evander Kane comes back. And they are, So they got a loser point losing in overtime, but they're still in a playoff spot. That's how I feel. Do you agree with that? I don't disagree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a tough... I don't think that they're feeling the effects of not having Kane as much as we kind of thought they might. But it's not going to hurt when he comes back. Uh, from our director of scouting, Craig Smith, says uh, nice stadium in Boca would be a nice CFL stadium. Yeah, tune it in tonight, everybody. The RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, 730 Eastern on TSN2 in Canada, ESPN in the USA. It's a stadium that holds about 35,000, Ash, wouldn't you say? 30. 30? It's... The perfect CFL stadium. Craig is right. Watch it tonight. It's gorgeous. No frills, but new, and it gets the job done. Ryan watching in Saratoga, New York, says football fans in the state show up rain or shine, or in some places, snow. Uh, Steven in North Dakota says, is it cold in Florida? Serena's long sleeves. I wonder why you were going with the long sleeves It's very today. thin. <laughs> it is. It's really It's thin. a rare day that you're wearing long sleeves. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, we're in the shade. It's not hot today by no means. Uh, 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 so to the World Juniors commentary, and by the way, I'll say it again. Our World Junior special airs this Friday and then next Tuesday as the tournament opens Boxing Day in Nova Scotia. Last night, Uh, In the first of three test runs before the World Juniors, Canada cruised past Switzerland 6-0 at the Avenir Centre Monday, and that is a beautiful arena in Moncton, right on Main Street. It's about 8,200 facility, 8,200 seating capacity. Shane Wright paced Canada's attack with two goals and an assist. Singles were added by Joshua Roy, Nathan Gaucher, Olin Zellweger, and Brennan Othman. Connor Bedard, you might have heard of him, had three assists while Zach Dean and Dylan Genther chipped in with two, Thomas Milich recorded the shutout. She's going to be on our World Junior Special along with Peter Labardius, Sam Cosentino, Brent Kissio from Team Canada, Julie Robenheimer from USA Prospects, who will be in Nova Scotia for the event. Uh, we were planning to, unfortunately not happening, but we'll be watching. What has you most excited about this World Juniors besides all of it? Yeah, I always get excited for the juniors. I think that having it in such a small event place where everybody knows that the Maritimes show up for events, I think it's going to be 
so awesome because it's going to have a lot of energy. Those fans have been dying for something like this. They always do such a great job out there. And anytime it's in Canada, it's always a lot of fun. Uh, Steven in North Dakota says, I will be watching the RP show for the only world junior coverage I can find in America. <laughs> Came to the right place. I was going to say, you want to comment yeah. on that? No, he knows. He knows what's up. Well, and that's, I want to thank our guy, Ash, who's sitting just off the set here because it was his idea to come here and do the, the show from the West Palm Beach Hilton. And, you know, I, I will be thinking for a long time about Joey Yawk saying, this is a great show, man. This is a great show. Yes, it is a great show. For whatever reason, there's literally nothing else like it out there. But I don't know how many Americans care about the world juniors that's the sad part of it i mean i think they would tune in our show american world junior fans just for the coverage because yeah, i would say it anywhere else. i would say i do know a few people who are somewhat interested in the tournament just because they like hockey and they realize it's a tournament and if they're akin to what's going on in Canada and Canadian hockey fans, they've heard of the World Juniors. So they definitely know yeah. that it's a big deal because Canadians make it to be such a big deal. Well, I'll tell you, and, and we can veer off uh, in another conversation, maybe next segment we will, like Tage Thompson. One of the most, here's the, what player are you hearing more about in the NHL yeah. this year than Tage Thompson? I, He's been unbelievable. We were talking about how we haven't heard much about Zegras. But, I mean, Tage Thompson is just, he's just so good. And I, we were laughing about how long his stick must be. Six foot seven. Yeah. From Phoenix, Arizona. He's in his sixth NHL season. He's averaging almost a goal a game. He's an American, y'all, is my point. So hockey is up and coming, but there's, the coverage isn't keeping pace with that. Honestly, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I don't think the pace has changed about American hockey. I really don't. It's been the same for you don't think a while. More better hockey, U.S. No, hockey players? No, absolutely not. There's, I think overall, if you take a look at Canada, you could take probably 300 guys that could qualify to play on the world junior team in Canada. And the U.S., you're probably closer to maybe 40 guys or 50 guys that are at that same level. But I think there's getting to be more. Depth. I get what you're saying. In the development, but I don't think that there's a whole bunch of guys that are coming out. Like, look at when Phil Kessel and Patrick Kane and those guys were all. There's not an overabundance of players at any point in time. After that Mighty Ducks movie or whatever came out, there was a lot of people that started to play it, but it really hasn't built at a steady pace like everybody thinks it has. Fair, but I'm thinking of names Zegras, Caulfield, Spencer Knight. Jack Campbell, John Gibson. You're saying there may be more top-end guys, yeah. but not more overall. I think there's... Yeah. I wouldn't say there are more top-end guys now. If you look 15, 20 years ago, there was all still a quality amount. Look at that shootout Canada and the U.S. had in the World Juniors when Rona, Carey Price Madonna. was in, in oh, that, even after that. that yeah, big okay. one with Jonathan Taves and all those guys. There was some studs on both those teams. The U.S. had a strong team that year. Uh, 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 from WQEE Rock, Ryan O'Radio. He says, real sports fans love all sports. Couldn't agree more. Really? Thank you, Ryan O'Radio. Stop. They're not talking about soccer. <laughs> How did you know I was going there? <laughs> Jason Wall, going back to similar... Jason Wall on YouTube says, going back to similar venues for the World Juniors is awesome. Going back to the roots of the tournament like the 80s and the 90s. Jeff the Stamps fan says the Boca Raton Stadium sounds like McMahon Stadium, which everyone complains about. 
No, it's nicer Stop than McMahon. It. It's yeah. not even in the same cat. No. How about that? It's really nice. Good try, Jeff. This stadium is... Uh, if you're going to have an outdoor stadium, which, you know, why wouldn't you here? This is the exact stadium you would want. Yeah, if I was nice. building a stadium in Canada, I would want to have a dome on it for sure. But that's just me. I don't like the cold. Clearly, nor do you. No. We will be back. If you've got questions or comments, fire them at us, 902-518-3033. And I appreciate you, Ryan O'Radio, my spirit brother, checking in from Metro Atlanta, from the Key, running the ship down there. We'll be back in a moment to the Weston Hilton. Sorry, the Hilton, West Palm Beach, on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hey, broadcasting live from the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Tonight, it is Toledo up against Liberty University, 7.30 Eastern from Howard Schnellenberger Stadium. You can watch in America on ESPN in Canada on TSN2. Uh, a sports update, which will involve some NHL. Atlantic Division rivals Toronto and Tampa Bay meet tonight at Scotiabank Arena. It's a rematch. From last season's NHL playoffs, when the uh, Lightning ousted the Leafs in a seven-game first-round series. Elsewhere tonight, the Winnipeg Jets welcome the Ottawa Senators. And the Calgary Flames visit the San Jose Sharks. Sapporo officials and the Japanese Olympic Committee are, quote, reviewing their bid to land the 2030 Winter Games. According to the Japanese news agency Kyoto, the Sapporo bid has been battered by a corruption scandal surrounding the 2022, sorry, the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. And the Montreal Alouettes are officially introducing Jason Moss as the CFL team's new head coach at a press conference today. Moss takes over the reins of the team from general manager Danny Machocha, who served as the interim coach last season after Kahari Jones was fired four games in. As I mentioned, you can reach us 902-518-3033 in the studio or on the YouTube uh, comments. Dave writes us from Niagara Falls, Ontario. He says, nice to see you. Moose filled in great. Go, Leafs, go. Dave's watching on Game Plus TV, and he just found us down there in Niagara Falls, Ontario. Serena Taylor's with us, our uh, hockey analyst, one of our hockey analysts. And, uh, boys, we have the odds here from Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner in Sportsbook. These are their odds right now. If you want to throw some change down on Stanley Cup, Winners, NHL futures, the Colorado Avalanche plus 575 to win the Stanley Cup. They're the favorites, Serena. Boston Bruins plus 580. I know you guys are, are digging up the boards. Vegas Golden Knights plus 790. Thank you. Toronto Maple Leafs plus 865. And the Carolina Hurricanes plus 1020. We'll have our top five, bottom five in the NHL coming up tomorrow. Colorado? Stanley Cup favorites right now? I'm not sure I go along with that who do you think probably the boston bruins to be honest with you i would go uh i was a little shocked to see vegas actually at number three a uh, number three if you will on that on list odds, but yes. yeah the odds yeah i mean 
Nah, Boston, Colorado, it's, it probably is going to be one or the other, but anything can happen. Well, it's interesting. We ran a computer simulation about three years ago, and it predicted a Vegas-Boston Stanley Cup. That was three years ago, and here we are three years later, and they are two of the top teams in the National Hockey League. And quite frankly, if you really want to get into it, and I'll get to these comments in a second. There's a lot of football questions coming in, but look at this. Boston fires Bruce Cassidy because they're unhappy with whatever they're unhappy about. <laughs> and they bring in Jim Montgomery. And they got the number one team in the Eastern Conference flirting with number one overall in the, in the National Hockey League. And you think Bruce Cassidy can't tie his shoelaces. And he goes to Vegas, and look what he's done there. Number one team in the Western Conference. It doesn't really make sense. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you don't always want hot fudge on the top of your Sunday. It gets you get sick of it after a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think sometimes that these teams need a shakeup. You can't have the same thing over and over and over and over and have it repeatedly work. It always comes down to the head coach, though. That's the formula. And if it's not working, Bruce Cassidy is an incredible head coach. Clearly. Incredible. And I don't necessarily think he was doing a bad job. Just sometimes you need to shake up. Well, if you really want to get into it, and it's a bit of a thing, and you know I have a problem with this, is the mentality of fans and people. My brother, Lee, says we live in a 24-hour world. What happened yesterday? You forgot already. And what's coming up tomorrow, you're not thinking about yet. You're in a 24-hour world. And with the Bruins, remember, was it last year or two years ago? I think just last year, Jake DeBrusque wanted out, one of their star players. Why do players usually want out? They don't like the coach. Yeah, generally and speaking. You almost wonder, look at Mark Shifley in Winnipeg and Paul Maurice. You know, that old adage, whoever came up with it's easier to fire one coach than 20 players, that guy or gal really knew what they were talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's black or white here. There's always a gray area on, I think, when you're going to let your coach go or when you're going to make a change specifically, but... Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think there's things that go on behind the scenes that don't necessarily get brought into the public, which they shouldn't, but like anybody that left Calgary this year, who knows why? I don't think it was Rich Sutter, though. No. Uh, Daryl Sutter. Dar yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. No problem. Uh, Craig Smith, our director of scouting, says if he's laying a bet, it is Boston. He's putting some change on the Boston Bruins. From Kevin the Medium. Kevin the medium. He says, if Vegas wins a cup before my Canucks, I am done with hockey. <laughs> yes, I am being irrational. But dang it, earn a cup. Vegas was handed a path to the cup and blew it. Back in line, punks, he says. <laughs> we need to, I feel like, getting more Canucks talk on here and, and watch more games. I mean, with the, the, the Matthew Sakaris interview late last week was a very popular hit with us. But you got the Seattle. I would worry less about Vegas winning a Stanley Cup and more about the Seattle Kraken. And look at the way that they're playing right now. They're in the same division as the Vancouver Canucks. That would drive me the wildest if I was a Canucks fan and my team was worse than the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> I guess it goes back to what he was talking about when Vegas was, I don't know if they were given a path, but that's what happens when you have a team that doesn't really have, I guess, the depth they hadn't played together long enough to know how to pull it together when things started to slide. So what happened to Vegas, the same thing's going to happen to Seattle. It's not going to go on forever. Well, it's going on this year, and <laughs> good for them. Do you hear the band warming up? 
Yes. Starting to get excited for the football game. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. The roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl goes tonight, 7.30 Eastern at Howard Schnellenberger Stadium. Beautiful facility in Boca Raton. Uh, From our viewers, and what a great chat it was with Joey Yawk earlier. He's now a Liberty Flames broadcaster, formerly a Liberty Flames coach, and before that played in the CFL. Jeff the Stams fan says, I did a little research and had no idea that Ray Yawk was sixth all-time head coaching wins in the CFL with 127. He's a dog, Ray Yock, and nobody knows him. And it's funny, nobody over the age of 40, or under the age of 40, I guess. And by the way, (laughs) let me Google this. Or I said to my brother the other day, I got Joey Yock coming on, remember him? And he's like, oh yeah, his dad was Ray. He goes, he looks exactly like Uncle Gary. (laughs) Is that what your Uncle Gary Our looks Uncle like? Gary <laughs> looks like Ray Yock. Exactly. So that's so my brother knows him, if that means anything. Uh, from Stephen in North Dakota, he says, I'm glad my father took me to a rider game in the 90s and I found RP on the radio. Wow. Make you feel old. How about Thank that? You. That's a good thing. And now you found us here, so I appreciate that. Uh, Stephen goes on to say, before satellite, the only CFL coverage I could access is over the air in North in North Dakota with CBC TV and radio. Um, so yes, it stretches. When we when we did weather for CKRM, we had to say everything in Celsius and Fahrenheit because of our American viewers or listeners. And Willie Cole's yes retentiveness. <laughs> That's a good word from way. <laughs> Weed and Wrestling writes in and says, as an Edmonton Oilers fan, Jack Campbell terrifies me. You're vindicated in feeling that way. I don't argue. But you know what? Mike Smith did with me, too. And come back with overtime where we'll let it all hang out with your comments and viewer takeover. It's the RP Show, live from the RoofClaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. It is overtime. Serena Taylor with us here, hockey analyst. And don't mind the boys in the band and gals. Uh, They're tuning up for the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, you said there's no parking lot back there where they're practicing? You don't know? I can't imagine where they're practicing other than in their rooms because <laughs> there's 150. Ash just said there's 150 band members. It's wild. and sounds like it, too. The game tonight is at 730 Eastern. It's Toledo versus Liberty in the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Um, our poll question today, because overtime is always fun for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Um, the poll question for Capital Automall, Universal Collision Center. Capital has dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. Whose retro reverse NHL jersey is better? And uh, if you don't mind, guys, can you throw them up on the screen? I voted for Philly, but to me it's tight. And 65% of respondents 
are voting for those Pittsburgh Penguins classic 90s jerseys. I'm kind of a sucker for the 80s Philly Flyers. Uh, I think Moose said he was voting for Philly. Serena, your vote, please. Oh, he said Pittsburgh. Okay, I think I said Philly. I can't remember it. Again, all I want is the LA Kings to win. I don't care about the other teams. But what do you think of when you see those jerseys? I when I heard you say that you thought of Lemieux that was yeah. exactly what I think when I see that old logo and then the Flyers I just think disdain <laughs> I'm not a Flyers fan nor am I a How Penguins fan if I had to choose I'd say Pittsburgh probably hit it better but Philly they can't really do too much with theirs they don't change it too much which I appreciate as well when I saw those mm-hmm. light blue Habs jerseys, I nearly had a heart attack. That's not your thing. You're it's, right. I said, the Habs will never do that. Two days later, I couldn't believe it. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, tomorrow is the last day of the first round of our bracket, and we will be pitting the Winnipeg Jets up against the Colorado Avalanche on the last day of the bracket. So be tuned in for that. Um, I don't know how or why this came up. Allie in Texarkana writes in. She says, let's go, Pens. Oh, in this vote, obviously, is what she's talking about. Not uh, not on the ice. I, I thought Allie was sleeping. I hadn't heard from her all day. Yeah, she just got up. <laughs> uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, I believe the only non-original six teams to win a cup before the Calgary Flames were Philadelphia, the Islanders, and Edmonton. Maybe. Before before the flames, <laughs> you got to dig real deep. Philadelphia, and, and Edmonton, yeah, he's got, yeah. It. he's got it right. Yeah. Um, tonight's games. I'll say it again. Two college football games tonight: the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, featuring Eastern Michigan versus San Jose State, and then the Boca Raton Bowl here in the WHL tonight for our viewers and friends out all across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Prince Albert Raiders at the Saskatoon Blade. Medicine Hat at Lethbridge. Where's my cousin Christine from Medicine Hat? Speaking of people sleeping it's in. It's a good today. point. It's a good point. From uh, also Edmonton at Red Deer, Victoria at Vancouver, Kamloops at Kelowna, and to the National Hockey League, which is your specialty. Eight-game slate. Rangers at the Pittsburgh Penguins. Columbus at Philadelphia. Tampa Bay at Toronto. The New Jersey Devils are at Carolina. Ottawa at Winnipeg, St. Louis at Seattle, Anaheim at the LA Kings, and Calgary at San Jose. We're very big in a couple of other regions beyond Saskatchewan, which is our largest region for viewership, but Manitoba's one and obviously Alberta. I need your take on the Calgary Flames, who finally ended a five-game losing streak with a win at San Jose the other night. They won their Sunday night. I believe it was 5-2. They play there again tonight. The Flames are not in a playoff spot today. We're almost at the Christmas break. How concerned should they be? Can you take off your Oilers glasses for a second and analyze this? I'm going to sit here for a minute and just enjoy what you just said. But I won't get cocky because I get it. I've been there as an Oilers fan. Should the Flames be concerned? Yes. There's a disconnect there somewhere. We talked about how the Flames won this trade with the Panthers and how everything is going well. And, like, what is the disconnect? I can't figure it out. I cannot figure it out. However, I wouldn't count them out just yet. No, no, of course not. There's still something that's going to happen, I think, that's going to spark them a little bit. You can't have that many talented players 
and have them not do anything. We know if the Leafs are in that position, nothing's going to change because that's the way the Leafs are. I don't, I can't count Calgary out yet. Uh, Ryan in Saratoga, New York says, I'm going to give some props to Serena. She gives great fitness and motivational advice on her Instagram. She's Aww. a great follow. So because Thank you, you come on here, I'll let you uh, pump that up. Why don't you do that? Well, my Instagram is coach underscore Serena, and uh, my company is Eat Fitness. I do online fitness and nutrition coaching, so I have clients all over the place, but that was really nice. Thank you for that little plug there. Thanks for following. From Weed and Wrestling, the account says, pretty cool co-host, Rod. I don't know. You ever been called cool before? He was probably talking about Joey. <laughs> I think he's Joey talking. was pretty cool because he's, he's wearing his shades. Uh, from Jeff, the Stamps fan says, whatever happened to the Christmas Day Hula Bowl? Hey, last minute of play in the RP show. Don't get me going on that. Christmas Day this year is, of course, a Sunday, her birthday. And there was a big debate on the radio down here about the NFL stealing the NBA's thunder on Christmas Day, playing on Christmas Day this year. And it's like, well, it's a Sunday in December. It falls right in line with your schedule. They're not stealing anything. Um, thank you, Ryan O'Radio in Noonan, Georgia. He says, another great show, RP and crew. Appreciate it. What do we got coming up tomorrow, Clark? What do we got? Nick Alberga and Rod Black. Nick Alberga, formerly of the Leafs pre- and post-game radio network. Now he's from Leafs Nation. And we all know Rod Black, don't we? Serena, I hope you had fun. I did. Thanks Thank for your you. Help today. My pleasure. Thanks to uh, our entire crew. Thanks for Ash for having us. Liberty University for inviting us. Uh, Joey Yock for his CFL stories, pickleball stories, and all the rest. Enjoy the Boca Bowl. See you tomorrow. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Let's go. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.